sector. But away from that, we come back to studio. We now want to train our focus on matters of public speaking and content creation. This actually forms the last conversation of the day this uh, Tuesday morning. And my guest is right here. That is Philip Scott, who is a public speaker, a talk show host, and a YouTube influencer. Of course, he'll be talking to us about that and so much more also in regards to matters of content creation when it comes to socioeconomic issues, politics, and current affairs. Welcome to the program, Philip. Thank you, Doreen, for having me. All right, let's just start from that particular note. I mean, you create, I should say, quite the controversial kind of contents because, mm. I mean, matters of um, uh, socioeconomy, politics, like I was telling you off cuff, you know, depending on how you choose to create such kind of content, whether you're from um, the Western part or even from the African descent, mm -hmm. they really don't quite sit well because in, uh, in terms of how they're normally um, released. So talk to me about um, this kind of you know, socioeconomic current affairs content that you create. Well, you know, how you started off even saying that controversial, why when black people speak up for ourselves is controversial, but mm -hmm. everybody else speak up for themselves is not controversial. Okay. Uh, why do we have to worry about what other people think? Like we're always suppressing our thoughts, mm -hmm. suppressing our feelings. We always have to be in a corner somewhere where everybody else can just express themselves. So we're human beings. You know, all over the world, right? It's black people, African people. Mm -hmm. So we should express ourselves. I don't feel <laughs> nothing about how I, I speak about our issues. I'm passionate about us. Because who can be passionate about us except us? Mm -hmm. So if they call us speaking for ourselves controversy, then I guess it's controversy for everybody else, too. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with speaking about our issues mm -hmm. in a way that really does affect us at the end of the day Correct. so then you are also a youtube influencer i was also just um gathering that you have quite won accolades then respect i believe the kind of content you create so when did you really begin this and how has that ride been like for you it's been a definitely interesting journey uh, um you know i started it because i didn't want to work in the petrochemical industry all my life um, and just punching the clock, working 12 hours, day and night, which is very hard on your body. Um, I said, you know what, let me try this YouTube thing. You know, so I started off in front of uh, my shower curtain doing mm. it. You know, that was my background, my shower curtain. And I started to, you know, say, look at issues of police brutality, what's happening to us as black people, racism, <laughs> white supremacy. You know, when I saw uh, Trayvon Martin when he was killed yeah. it really had an effect and mm -hmm. I say okay I got to really start speaking more and more about this mm -hmm. um, and I kind of just went on from there and it's been so many different you know victims of you know not only police brutality but white supremacy in America of course you know the big one you saw of George Floyd and mm -hmm. the uprising yeah. that happened yeah. from that you it know it caused we, quite a start there across the globe yes say. yes yeah. So when was this? Which year was this that you really began speaking about these issues? And you've touched on very key examples here and there, but then which year was this? About 2012. 2012. So yeah. this has really been quite some time. Yeah, yeah. You're just talking about these issues. I mean, I agree with you that it's really important for us to speak about our issues. No problem with that. But then I want to believe that sometimes there's really quite a number of challenges when it comes to us talking about this current affairs issues. I mean, when you, I mean, when you just come down to Africa and even in Kenya specifically, we've had some activists here and they're talking about some of this um, political environment, political issues really quite are facing quite big, big kind of challenges here and there. How has it been in for you like in the West talking about such kind of issues? Well, of course, not everyone's going to like you. That's a given, you know. So unfortunately, even within our own community, there are some people that have no problem going along to get along with the system. 
and some people are cool with oppression at the same time. So you got to deal with that aspect within your own community. Then, of course, in America, you got to deal with you know racism, white supremacy. Of course, they're not going to like it. But are you going to sit there and just be you know take it? Or are you going to sit here and fight for the future you know of your children? That's that's the aspect that we got to look at it. So I say, well, let's fight for our children so they can have a better life. Mm -hmm. Let's have our voice because the problem is even in the Western world that you know racism, white supremacy controls all the aspect of media and black people don't have a voice. So we got to create the platforms. We can't beg CNN, please give us a show. Why don't you feature more black hosts? Why are you begging them? Create your own. That way you can control it. And that's been our problem forever. We're always begging white people for their stuff and then they say no they own it why should they be let us on why can't we create on our own i mean how do you create your own in an environment that is predominantly owned by them easy we have the ability today with a decentralization of media which mm -hmm. is through the internet see at one point in time it was hard because you had gatekeepers today with a decentralization anybody can have a podcast anybody can pay money and have the same studio have the same cameras and be uploading now it's a beautiful day for black people throughout the world to create. So we don't have to look at a gatekeeper anymore. Mm -hmm. So then which topics are this that you basically touch on specifically and why? Okay, so we definitely focus on racism, white supremacy of, of all aspects. We, of course, we talk about the police, the law. We talk about the poli political system in America, mm -hmm. you know, Democrats, Republicans, and, and how that really affected us. You know, we definitely talk about the family because our family was kind of, you know, affected by things like the crack epidemic, um, things like uh, policies that broke, you know, try to break our family up. So these are things that we kind of home in on and focus because we're trying to make sure to, you know, fix our issues and problems. We're also talking about reparations right now mm -hmm. because reparations is owed as a debt to our ancestors who built America as slaves. Mm -hmm. So we're definitely focusing on reparations right now. Reparations has to be paid. As I told another host, the British owe reparations to your ancestors mm -hmm. because they had colonized and did your people wrong. They owe reparations. Mm -hmm. Some of also African history does really feature in part of the topics that you discuss. Oh yes. In the, in the channel. Yes. Why is this so important for you? Because the biggest problem that we have throughout the world is we have been miseducated. Okay. And education is liberation for us. And when we learn about our history, we learn about who, how great we are. We've been told every aspect of us is bad. Our skin is bad. Our hair is bad. Everything is bad. Everything about you know, white people is great and good. Mm -hmm. right? We, when we start learning who we really are, that changes us. That makes us courageous. That makes us stand up. Be proud black men and women. You know, stand in a uh, forefront. So that, for me, is very, very important through, you know, education and freeing our people just from that bondage within the mind. Because we're not physically enslaved today. But we got mental slavery. That's our problem. Mm -hmm. And then, so you think this has really been the biggest impediment of people of African descent, you know, slavery of the mind. Yes. And always constantly embracing. I mean, there's one, nothing really wrong with the embrace of perhaps what the West will bring down either to Africa or even just, you know, then the West of people of Af African uh, black descent, I shall say. But then ju that just mindset of not appreciating our own, has that been our biggest impediment? As yes, kind of black yes, because when you have people that's just, I understand there's issues and problems in the African continent. There's issues yeah. and problems in every, every country out the world. But if everybody just say, I want to leave and I don't want to, you know, I want to go to the West. Why, I understand you can make more money. I get it. But what is the trade-off? Mm -hmm. You getting pulled over by a police? Mm -hmm. You getting shot? 15 times in the back 
Is that is that something you want to trade off for money? Or what about introducing all these alternative lifestyles into your family? That's something that you, wasn't in Kenya like that, mm. right? Losing your culture. Every person that leaves their country and go to America, they eventually start losing their culture. Mm -hmm. You have a culture here. In America, it's just everybody's just thrown together. Everyone is against each other, kind of, because it's the way the system is set up. Mm -hmm. Yo, you guys don't kind of have that here, like we have there. So, for just for me, I would say fight for Kenya. This is the the, the homeland of your ancestors. Mm -hmm. Build this country up. Like I said, when I came here, mm -hmm. I saw the expressway. Last time, 2019, I didn't see that. Mm -hmm. I said, look at that. They got an expressway with toll roads, like like in Houston. Mm -hmm. My friend, we got the toll roads and all of that. I said, this is great. Mm -hmm. Like, why you want to leave now? I mean, we need to fight for this country. All I said, we're looking for greener pastures. The greener pastures are right here. You have to unify with your people. You can't do it alone. Unify. If you unify together and say, listen, we want a better Kenya. Kenya could be no different than any other country that, that's out the way. Let me tell you something. The Western world is the way it is because of what they take from the African continent. Uh -huh. Not only the resources, but the people. People is a resource. If they take the best and brightest of Kenya and take them to, to a European country, take them to, to America, Canada, wherever, that's people, that's the brain drain that could have been here in this country, innovating here. But then, I mean, Phil, how then perhaps, maybe you can even speak to governments in Africa or states in Africa mm -hmm. as a whole, because what you're saying is really quite a key point. And it has been the biggest problem, even when you talk to, you know, leaders that would, or even just people as a whole, mm -hmm. that issue of transporting this human resource. So then you will study here in Kenya, for instance, mm -hmm. you, you have so much knowledge in a particular field, but because of how the environment is in some of these African countries, then you feel the need to go and practice that which you studied here in the West, in some of these Western countries. Maybe from your own analysis, so then, because you're also speaking to it, what really is missing in the African continent that people feel the need of me practicing what I did here in the West? What can the we do? The resources that you have in the ground here should be not only mined and refined here, but everybody should buy it from you at, at the raw rate, right? You guys have the money. There's no reason for you to leave. You have you have the best doctors here. Going to the West is not it. I'm telling you, it is not it. It's a lot of the health care in America. They say, oh, it's so great or whatever, but we don't even have free health care. We have to pay for everything. It's some of the most expensive health care in the world that people can't really afford. People are working, people are on the streets. Like they're trying to call African countries a third world. It's a lot of cities in America that's third world that you just don't see. People on the streets defecating. People living, there's a place called Skid Row in Los Angeles. Look it up. Unfortunately, the majority of people on Skid Row right now is black Americans because of the horrible policies of California. They don't like to show those sort of things, how dirty it is. They don't show you that. They show you L.A. They show you certain parts of New York, like Manhattan. But y'all have cleaner things I've seen here than some of those places. So why not say, let's stay here, let's fight for what we have. You have to fight for it. If everybody leave, what you going to have? Then foreigners are going to come in. The Chinese, everybody else will come in and you come back like, it's not our country no more. It's because you left. You just said that you pay for everything, including, you know, even healthcare, quite expensive. Yes, it's very expensive. Well, then one might argue that it's, it's good enough you pay for it, but then you, you really get what you pay for at the end of the day. But also, who really drummed this notion that everything is good and green and clean in the West? That's how a lot of people believe that I talk to in African countries or even other countries. They believe that in the West, it's just a land of milk and honey. Everything's so beautiful until they finally get there and they get to see, oh, this is an aggressive environment. Oh, you see the racism. Oh, it's not like what I thought. 
And with the healthcare aspect, you have people traveling places like Thailand that's paying five hundred dollars for for a CT scan versus paying thousands of thousands of dollars in America, and they're supposed to be the richest country in the world. Well, we should not even be paying for health care, but we have certain political figures that, that believe health care is a luxury and is not a right. I believe health care should be a right for all. Why not? I pay more taxes for everybody to have free health care. Mm -hmm. But there are some people that don't believe that because it's going to help black people. Mm -hmm. That's a problem that you have in America. You have racist white people that believe, oh, free health care will help black people, so I don't want it. They'll hurt themselves so, they won't, so black people won't have health care. Mm -hmm. That's what we're dealing with. Mm -hmm. You just, if you thought we are doing badly, I mean, sometimes get it from the horse's mouth and you realize not as bad as you might think it is. And these are issues that you actually speak to, you know. So then, how has this reception been like amongst, I mean, it cutting across? Because, I mean, your channel, quite number of viewers, mm -hmm. spans to millions? Well, let's say this. There's people that's not going to like nothing anybody do. They're not going to like you. They're not going to like me. My focus is more so on the people that do like what I do. And when I meet people in the street, they say, hey, yeah, I love what you do. Keep doing what you do. Even when I go to other countries, they recognize me there. And they say, hey, just keep fighting. So I'm not going to focus on racists that don't like me. Of course the racists don't like me. Mm -hmm. I'm fine with when that. When you speak to those, so then yeah, what and, they and like Listen, I, I don't have no problem having a conversation with a racist. I will have a conversation with the Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan. I have no problem with that. I talk to a neo-Nazi. I have no problem with that. Actually, I have more respect for them because at least they're honest. Mm -hmm. They're honest that they hate me. I don't like the people that smile in my face and hate me like a lot of those Democrats in America. Mm -hmm. They act like they like black people, but they really don't. They're just as racist as a Nazi. Mm. So then this, that you really don't focus on, you know, the negative comments, the backlash here no. and there. I know mm -hmm. you don't focus on, on, on this, but then... Does it in any way sort of like deter you a bit? Has it, has, an, has, has it had an impact since 2012 when you began talking about these issues? It fuels me. The negativity mm. fuels me. I feed off of it. Because I know I'm doing right by, based on the hatred I'm getting. If uh, dogs only bark at a moving car, they don't bark at parked cars. Mm -hmm. So I know I'm doing right. Mm -hmm. If the racists don't like what I'm saying, I'm doing my job. Mm -hmm. Besides, I mean, they say if, if people are not really talking about you, then you really need to be checking on yourself. Exactly. It's just something you're not really doing. You about you had the step of being, not being relevant no more if nobody's talking about you, good or bad. Mm -hmm. So if somebody's talking about you, good or bad, at least you're relevant. <laughs> at least they're talking about you. That's so right. then you say that you are, you for you this is more of you take them positively. So it fuels you, makes you want to produce more content oh, yes. at the end of the day, whether they talk about it negatively or talk about it positively all right yes. then what really who who is your target audience because you talk about a raft of issues mm -hmm. racism politics mm -hmm. brutality marriages and finances I mean there's really quite a raft of topics that you right. talk about who really is your target audience black people globally in the African diaspora specifically black people globally yes uh -huh. America throughout the world I don't have to focus on no other group of people see the problem is some people that well we need to cross over no I don't we are the culture of the world. We are the salt of the earth. Mm. Take us out and what you got? Nothing. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to focus on nobody else. Mm -hmm. People like what we do as, as black people. So they come see our, what we got going on. I don't have to change. Mm -hmm. So then also, does this have a age um, limit, age specificity, or just as long as you're a black person across the globe, then this is a content for you? Anybody can, can, can appreciate what we do. Truth has no bearing on people's color, gender, etc. right? Yeah. I have people of all communities love what we do. But 
my focus is always going to be us. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about how your content process creation is like. How do you get into that moment? Well, I have to see. So I have to be passionate about it. Mm -hmm. If I have no passion for it, I don't do it. Mm. Or I pass it to one of our other journalists. Um, we have, like, for instance, we have one journalist here in Kenya. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, she takes care of more of the African content. Mm -hmm. I do more of the, you know, uh, American content. Mm -hmm. So I may be something that she may wants to talk about. Mm -hmm. and, and it's just, I just find out what is, I can talk about. Am I passionate about it? And then I don't know what I'm going to say. I never know. I don't, I don't script anything. How does that, I mean, how do you not know what you're going to say? These are, this are not just, you know, some of those uh, <laughs> topics here and there. I believe the reels will need a lot of research. No, I research everything I do, but I don't know what I'm going to say until I say it. So you just start saying it? Yes. Oh, that's really quite interesting. Yes. Everything is off the, off the, uh, come from the heart. Uh -huh. If I would just read a script, it, it won't work. Okay. Okay. Yeah, passion can't come from a script. You uh -huh. can't put passion in a script. Uh -huh. So for you, it's really, first of all, is the passion in it. Yes. You talked about a journalist, is it here in Kenya, mm -hmm. that you work with? Mm -hmm. Tell me more about that and how you coordinate. In um, you know, I, I found her a few years ago. Her name is uh, Wangel Zelalem. She actually um, was on the news, uh, I saw in a few papers, she had got the YouTube Black Creator Fund. Mm -hmm. um, congratulations to her for, for doing that. And, um, you know, I saw her, her channel some few years ago. I saw her doing very well. I said, hey, would you want to come work with us over here? And, you know, she got in pretty good. She learned the system. And, and now she, she got it. She got it. She does very well for herself. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm proud of her for doing that. Um, and, you know, I say, I tell her, just keep going. You know, she, she figured it out. So she also talks about the same issues as you do, issues of... Yeah, yes, but her issues is focused more so on, let's say, what happens to Africans in other parts of the world, because our focus is protecting black people, African people. So if a Kenyan person is going to Saudi Arabia yeah. and they are abusing them, then we need to focus on that because you know those you want to talk about slavery arabs started slavery before the white man yeah, yeah. they got the game from the arabs before the white man did it mm -hmm. and it's, it's like the same thing so we're always going to fight and defend black people and that's what i told her that's what we do mm -hmm. anybody that come on my platform that's what you got to do so yeah. then she focuses mostly on issues around african continent. Yes. Yes. so then from that understanding since that given that yes you focus on the black issues around the west in the western part of the globe and she focuses on the issues around the African continent do you do you feel like there's a how would I call it um, there's similarities in terms oh, yes. in terms of what Africans in the African continent face and blacks in the West oh, yes one thing I've learned from traveling and, and just being in, in the continent we all the same we, we have the same problems believe we it do? or not we have the exact same problem we respond the exact same way even though my ancestor was taken away yeah. and been away for 500 years yeah. we still have the same culture literally and the same problems the exact same problems like there's one big problem we have is sellouts you know we are somebody in our community is always selling us out that goes all over the black world that i see nothing's different Right? You know, we still fight. We live in a system of global white supremacy. Mm -hmm. We're still fighting. And now I live in direct white supremacy. You may deal with indirect white supremacy, mm -hmm. right? So sometimes I say, what you guys talking about? Because we live in the belly of the beast. But you guys are still dealing with it. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're dealing with it. I've seen yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Oh, yes. I mean, it's really quite interesting that to hear you say that with we we are the same regardless. Yes, we are. Um, we think differently. We uh, sorry, we think the same. We have the same problems. We respond to issues in the same way just because we are blacks it's really I mean, it's, yeah our ethnicities are different 
you know, yeah. it, it is. I, you know, I'm a black American, so I have my ethnicity. You have yeah. your ethnicity. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if me and you just stood together and stayed quiet and asked, you know, other groups of people, <laughs> which one of them is African, they couldn't tell. Yeah, you, you until you open your mouth and you start speaking. Right. Sure. What 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 fuels you to continue doing this? What fuels me is just trying to see my people be free. Mm -hmm. That's it. Be free. And, 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 and as long as we're trying to free our people, I want to see us free globally because it don't matter if we get free in America, we get reparations. If we, if we don't even not free in Africa, then we have no place. I always tell people, you want to make sure Africa stays black, mm -hmm. right? Because if we lose that, we have nothing. We have nowhere to go. Mm -hmm. So it, 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 it definitely you know, bothers me when something happens here, mm -hmm. right? I love to see the freedom fighters here. And I like to see that spread globally. So I'm very, very interested. Sometimes I tell one girl, hey, that story right there, you need to cover it. Or sometimes I cover them. Mm. You know, because sometimes I say, okay, I'm covering this story because I got to come across a certain way that maybe she wouldn't come across. Mm -hmm. Because I, you know, I come across, you see my content, I come across a little bit more aggressive, mm -hmm. you know, in, in my speech. Yeah, that's why they don't like you, but I mean, you just have to say it anyway. Yeah, well, you had a story recently in South Africa where you had this uh, boar that, that tried to poison the water supply. Mm -hmm. And I was telling them in South Africa, that I told you many times before, you better not turn your back on the white supremacists because they're trying to overtake that country. They're trying to poison you. I said the greatest mistake that our brother Nelson Mandela made was not putting them all on the plane and sending them back to the Netherlands after apartheid mm -hmm. because they're going to plot to try to take that country back. Mm -hmm. That's the greatest mistake our brother made. They should have went back. It's quite interesting. I mean, it will, it will be so bad for us to exit um, this space without talking about what is currently happening in Kenya. We're having a GMO divide, GMO mm. debate. And you see um, conversations ongoing that this is um, coming from the West. In fact, there was a time where we were talking about um, things was in America, if my memory serves me correct, where they were really um, protesting on this lifting of a ban from, of some of their products. And so then that came at a time when Kenya was lifting that particular ban. So the conversation ongoing was that then why we are lifting this ban so that we can create market for the West. They said that this is this are foods that you consume you are mostly used to this in the west in kenya and africa we don't even have enough capacity for this science and technology i don't know how you would speak to this particular issue i will say this do you want to die okay do you want to die not when it's on my time to die okay you let gmo foods in your country you're going to have the same cancers the same sicknesses that we have in the west with all this gmo and chemicals in our food see you guys eat much cleaner than we do because you don't have all them chemicals and all the additives and things in your food. I feel so much better when I eat the food here, when I eat the fruits here. When you go back to the West, your stomach starts hurting and everything because they put too much trash in the food. So anybody that wants to protect their country, keep GMO out. Oh, wait. <laughs> Quite interesting. So then do you consume it? When you're there? I try to avoid it at all costs. You try to avoid it at all costs? I try to eat more vegetables than anything. Definitely these days. Do we have enough data and research to support it being linked to cancer? Well, look, look at look at the health of the West. Just do your own research in the health of America. Look, look at look at the obesity rates. Look at the cancer rates. Look at all that. Just just do your own research on the food. The food is, is killing us in America. High fructose corn syrup was one of the worst things they ever introduced, which is in the 1970s. Prior to that, they had real sugar in the food. The obesity rate shot up to 362% when they introduced high fructose corn syrup. Mm -hmm. Diabetes all of a sudden start coming in, right? Because of all this high fructose corn syrup. You don't want those things in your food. You don't.
I mean, you can have it if you want, but you're going to go back to this interview and say, that brother said that. I mean, and hearing you say this and you are from there, I'm not so sure if it's a good question for me to ask you because then does it pose as a threat given the fact that we are thinking of embracing this kind of food? A threat to whom? I was talking about you. You're talking about everyday king and you're saying your truth. No, no, I'm saying my truth. I mean, I say the same thing in America. I don't, GMO foods are hurting people. Mm -hmm. High fructose corn syrup is hurting people. I mean, too much salt in the food is, is hurting people, especially black people, high blood pressure and things like that. It's hurting the health of Americans, all Americans. No, you need to have organic. Like, I've, we try to go buy organic, everything that we can, you know? So why would you want to introduce that here? Why? The choice is yours to make as a Kenyan. You have the choice. As we wind down, Phil, we just have like, what, is it a minute or a minute and a half to go? I want just to pick your headline thoughts in basically what sustains, you know, I understand what fuels you, the challenge you've talked about in creating this kind of content, but then how do you sustain it? I mean, 13 years just creating this kind of content, like we said earlier, it's not one of those easy contents to right. create because right. of the kind of voices surrounding this kind of content. Politics, socioeconomic, not so easy. What sustains you? Um, as long as racism and white supremacy is affecting my people globally, I always have something to talk about. Uh. Just that simple. Uh -huh. Your viewers, people that watch you, listen uh -huh. to you, what would, what would you want them to know finally? I want them to know just to enjoy life, take a vacation, be happy, because sometimes we have, we're under so much stress as black people. Uh -huh. We don't appreciate family no more like we used to. We need to get back to family reunions, you know, loving each other. We can fight. Definitely, it's a time for that, right? But let's just get back to loving each other again. Mm -hmm, That's mm -hmm, what we need to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well said. Thank you so much for your no, time no and for giving us some of those insights, particularly on that GMO debate. Oh, yes, ma'am. <laughs> GMO debate. I have been speaking to Philip Scott who is a public speaker, talk show host, and a YouTube influence, of course, about the matters of art of public speaking. This is in respect to the kind of content he creates, matters of current affairs, politics, socioeconomic, and so much more. You can head over to his YouTube channel where you can just get more of this particular content to understand perhaps the kind of issues that we face as blacks, regardless of the descent. Good place to end this conversation, and ultimately, good morning, Kenya, from me and on behalf of the entire team. Thank you very much, Sultan. Tomorrow, good morning.